Good morning. It's really good just to be together to worship and to be with each other and God. And I'm, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity. Um, thank you, Pastor Bob, for inviting me to be able to share with you. Um, I'm going to be sharing on rest today, which, as um, Pastor Bob said, it's something that I have been really looking at really for about a year and a half. Um, when all of my kids went to school in August of 2013 is when I felt God calling me to take what I called the year of rest. So from August of 2013 until August of 2014, I had this season where I pulled back from a lot of responsibilities, and it was just a, a real shift in what my life looked like. And it was a really great year. And since then, um, with as Bob said, I was asked to, to speak at Chickie's Church of the Brethren, and then I just started doing some more intentional study and looking at the scriptures and reading books. And I'm just so thankful for, um, for this amazing gift of rest that God wants to give to us. And so I've entitled this message this morning, Awaken to Rest. And uh, we often think about awakening being we want to wake up to do something. But today this message is about waking up to something that we might be missing out on in our lives. We live in a really fast world that is operating 24-7, and we live in a culture that almost takes pride in being busy. I can imagine if someone has asked you, so how are you doing? You may have responded to them, well, life's really busy right now, and we say that on one hand with this element of kind of frustration and dissatisfaction with that reality of busyness, but then there's also this other part that I think we kind of like about being busy and somehow if we're busy that kind of makes us feel like maybe we are purposeful and we have a meaningful life because there's a lot going on. But I think it's kind of interesting that when a teacher gives work to a student in school that we call busy work, it's actually work that's kind of meaningless and it's just to use up time so in this sense, busy isn't really that great of a thing. And I met with a friend um, this week for breakfast, and we were, uh, I was telling her about sharing today and that I was going to be speaking on rest. And she, she said to me, she was like, oh, man, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll just keep you busy. And I kind of, we kind of laughed about it, and, and then as we talked about it more, we were kind of like just getting in touch with that kind of somber reality of really the detriment that it is for us to have everything so full, to be so busy all the time. And I, I really believe that this busyness is something that really robs us from the abundance that Jesus wants for us to have. It's what he demonstrated for us, and it's what he wants for us to be living this abundant life. Author and speaker Gordon MacDonald said this, and I quote, I'm of the opinion that busyness 
is a deeper threat to the soul than pornography ever was. It's a sombering thought. So this message today is an invitation to experience an awakening in our souls to rest. It's not just about getting more sleep, although a good night's sleep is really important, and I think God wants that for us too. And it's not a message calling us to laziness or undermining um, the importance of meaningful work. Rather, it's about living our life in this beautiful rhythm that God has designed for us to live in. True rest for our souls is something that I think we tend to push aside and get to if we get our very long to-do list done. But God really has so much more for us. And I really don't want for myself and I don't want you to miss out on this beautiful gift of rest. So as I started exploring the scriptures and and looking at rest, I, I realized that rest is all over the place. The word rest occurs 271 times in the Bible in the New International Version. The word rested occurs 53 times in the NIV. And the Hebrew and Aramaic and Greek languages always have so many more words for our English one word, and, and I love that. And there are actually 28 Hebrew and Aramaic words for rest in the Old Testament. And there are 14 Greek words in the New Testament for rest. So rest isn't like some obscure one-time mention in the scriptures. It's something that is a theme and a principle that is really there from the beginning to the end. And so um, I would like us to start at the beginning this morning. I invite you, if you would like to turn um, in a Bible to Genesis chapter 2, we're going to look at verses 1 through 3. And it's also on the screen if you would like to, to see it there. Genesis chapter 1 um, tells the story of God creating the earth and all its inhabitants in six days. And then in Genesis chapter 2, we start out in verse 1. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. Verse 2, By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy to be set apart because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. On the seventh day, God rested. We know from the scriptures that God himself doesn't get tired and weary like we do, so this isn't really him being worn out from creating the earth and so he needed to take a day off. There's really something else that's going on. And I thought it might be helpful if we looked at the Hebrew word here for rested. And that word is shavath. It means to cease, stop, pause, cause to come to an end. And this is where we get our English word Sabbath. So rested in this verse literally means he ceased to perform all of his creative work. 
as I was uh, doing some reading on Sabbath, I read some things on Shabbat, which is the Jewish word for Sabbath, um, by Rabbi Dr. Michael Samuel. And this quote I found to be very helpful in me understanding what this word rested really mean. And I qu- means, and I quote, God's resting from creation teaches us that as human beings created in the image of God, we too need to make time for rest and purposefully abstain from interfering with creation one day of the week. The passion to create can sometimes be dangerous, especially for a technological society that prides itself on its ability to create, manipulate, and control the world around it. End of quote. This resting, this Sabbath rest, is about releasing control. It's about not taking over. And then we move on from the creation story. As I said, rest is everywhere. And we we see God just offering rest over and over again. In Leviticus 25, uh, Moses is speaking to the Israelites this message from God about saying when they get to the promised land, he wants them to work the, the land for six years. And then the seventh year is to be a year that the land gets to rest. So even the land is asked to rest. Then again, this concept of one in seven being a time of rest. In Exodus 16, we read about God providing manna, which is this mysterious food from heaven for the Israelites as they were out in the desert and were hungry as they were traveling in those 40 years to the promised land. And God told them that they were to go out and collect for six days and the manna would be there for for them. But on the seventh day, they were not to go out. And amazingly, God provides on day six a double portion for day seven. So it's not that they're going hungry as they take Sabbath on the seventh day. God provides everything that they need. I love this concept that we see here that shows that we don't have to work double so that we can get rest. Rest is a gift from God. It's something that he wants us to enjoy. And God is the one who provides this double portion for us. So we don't need to waste time and energy trying to make, take care of everything and trying to take charge of everything um, and trying to be God, really, when we already have a God who wants to provide for us this double portion so that we can rest. So we've already seen in the scriptures that rest is coming up over and over, and we haven't even gotten to the Ten Commandments yet, which is often what we think about when we think about um, Sabbath rest, that one of the commands, one of these gifts of life that God has given us is about Sabbath. So I'd like to read from Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15, and I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. This was Moses in Exodus 20 is when we see the the Ten Commandments the first time. But in Deuteronomy 5 is when Moses is recounting the Ten Commandments to the children of Israel. And I loved in verse 15 what it says, and that's why I chose to read from here. Starting in verse 12 in Deuteronomy 5. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. 
you have six days each week for your ordinary work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your oxen and donkeys and other livestock, and any foreigners living among you. All your male and female servants must rest as you do. Remember that you were once slaves in Egypt, but the Lord your God brought you out with his strong hand and powerful arm. That is why the Lord your God has commanded you to rest on the Sabbath day. We can see here as we look at this scripture that God is quite clear that rest is for everybody. It's not just for the elite or the wealthy. Rest is for everyone, even for animals, and we talked about earlier for the land as well. Bible teacher Priscilla Shire points out in her Bible study, Breathe, that this command was first given to a people who had been in slavery for 400 years. And slaves didn't get to rest. They had to work all the time. And so this command from God was really a tremendous gift to them. This was like a whole new way of living, being able to have Sabbath rest. You would think that that would be a really welcomed gift and everybody would just take a hold of that right away, and that's a great thing. But we saw back in Exodus 16, uh, we didn't read this part of it, but that people actually did go out on the seventh day looking for manna because we all have that tendency to want to take care of things ourselves, to make sure we've got the plan going and what's going to happen. And so they went out to collect manna on the seventh day, but they never found any. There was none there. And I think for us, we have this tendency, as the Israelites did as well, even though they were set free, they lived in this slave mentality And we also can live in that mentality. We have been set free because of the work of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection. We are no longer slaves to sin. Yet we can get in that slave mindset and not step into the freedoms that God has for us, this abundant life. And it's important that we continue to grow in the freedom that Christ has set us free for. Galatians 5.1 reminds us that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. It then says, stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Living in rest is part of our freedom in Christ. And it is important that we do not push rest aside as a luxury, but that we see it as something that God really wants for us and it's his best design for us. Priscilla Shire goes on to talk about how Sabbath rest is a call for us to cease doing those things that we just don't seem to be able to stop doing. And these aren't necessarily things that are sin in and of themselves. They may be really good things, like our work, and ministry, and serving others, and sports, and activities. 
But when these things become something that we can't cease doing, then they move outside of a boundary that God has designed for us. And this just ends bringing stress, more anxiety, and frustration into our lives. As we move on through scripture, we see Jesus come on the scene. And Jesus practiced Sabbath and rest himself, and he invites us into rest. In Matthew 11, verses 28 through 29, Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden I give you is light. Many of us live with heavy burdens, because the reality is life can be really difficult. There's bills to pay and kids to take care of. There's a business to run. There's true grief and loss in our lives. There's illness. There's painful relationships. There's woundings from others. And the burdens we carry go on and on. So I don't want to make light of this reality But I also believe that rest is an important part of lightening our load in life. And for some of us, that seems kind of counterproductive when there seems to be so much to do in life and the busyness seems to help ease the pain a bit sometimes, keeps our mind off of things. But Jesus says, come to me, I will give you rest. Resting in the midst of our struggles, our grief, our pressing workload, our endless to-do lists, and our full schedules is essential to us living free. So what's it going to look like? How are we going to unwrap this gift that God wants to give to us? Well, he is. He's offering it to us. So first, I just want to say this. I think it's really important that we don't get hung up on Sabbath rules. For some of you, you may have had the list of what was allowed on Sabbath, what was not allowed on Sabbath as you were growing up. Maybe that's your reality now. And this is something that's been going on for a long time. The religious leaders in Jesus' time had a ridiculous amount of laws of what was allowed and what wasn't allowed on the Sabbath. And we see Jesus through the scriptures. He practiced Sabbath. He kept Sabbath. But he did not hold strictly and follow these unreasonable rules of the Pharisees. In Matthew 12, which is right after we see in the scriptures him saying, Come to me and I will give you rest. There's a story about Jesus healing a man on the Sabbath. And the religious leaders are all up in arms because this isn't allowed. This is working on the Sabbath. So I think it's really important that we don't get into legalism when it comes to Sabbath. It really causes us to miss the gift of enjoying God 
which is what Sabbath rest is really all about. It isn't about rules and regulations. It's about drawing near to the heart of God and finding a deep rest for our souls. And I also think it's important that we don't get hung up on Sundays being a day to observe Sabbath rest only. Originally, the Sabbath would have been observed on Saturday um, by Jesus would have observed on when he was on the earth at uh, sundown on Friday night through sundown on Saturday would have been Sabbath. But then the apostles began meeting on the first day of the week, which is what we do as our tradition as we gather together as his people. But the reality is we live in a world where everyone is not going to get to not work on Sunday. It's happening here, right now. Every single Sunday, our worship leaders, our Sunday school teachers, our pastors are working. And so it's important that we don't get stuck on rules and legalism that keep us thinking this particular day is the end all. The important message is that one in seven, we need to have space. It needs to be set apart. God said he declared it holy, and that word means to be set apart. We need to allow this space for rest for us, to cease doing those things that we're always doing. It's a time where we get to remember, as the Israelites did, that we were once slaves in our sin, and God is the one who brought us out with his strong hand and powerful arm through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do we allow space in our lives to focus on the reality that God is God and we are not? Do we accept the gift of rest and space to just enjoy God and the good gifts he has given us? And I believe that because of Jesus' work on the cross, true spiritual rest is not only for one day in our week. True spiritual rest is something that the Holy Spirit wants to wrap our lives in as we work and as we create and as we live. I'm in the middle of a book right now. I haven't finished it, but I'm loving it. It's called Finding Spiritual White Space, Awakening Your Soul to Rest by Bonnie Gray. In art and graphic design, there's a concept called white space. And I quote from the book, white space is the space on a page left unmarked, untouched. White space makes art beautiful. It is not blank. It breathes beauty and gives the eye a place to rest. Without it, clutter takes over the art. End of quote. I have two pictures that I want you to see. One, both of them have an open door. On the one with all the white space, on the top left corner, you can easily see the open door. The other picture, there's an open door too, 
but there's a lot of other stuff that draws our eye. And those things aren't bad things. But when we move into this white space, we're able to see what we're really meant to see. Our souls are like canvases longing for quiet and beauty. Our souls need rest. They need spaces where everything isn't full and cluttered all the time. We need time where everything else is cleared out so we can see what we are really meant to see. Something that we might want to think about is how crammed full our mind and our schedules are. What do we need to be saying no to so that we can say yes to rest? One of the things that has crammed my mind and my life full is this. I even have it in my pocket up here. We've been talking about this on Wednesday nights at Hashtag Struggles. We've talked a lot about technology and how that has really affected our lives. Well, I just got a smartphone a couple of months ago. I have had one of the old flip phones for a very long time, and I was kind of purposefully didn't want a smartphone because I have a really addictive personality, and I knew what temptation this would be for me. But it was time for my... My, to get an upgrade, and there were texts I couldn't receive anymore because so many people have one of these, and it couldn't come through to my old little phone. And so a few months ago, I got this, and sure enough, it has become something that has been a struggle for me. It's with me all the time because now my kids know they can get me all the time. And so I feel like, ah, I should have it. it should always be in my pocket. You know, what if they need to get a hold of me or something? But then it's kind of filling up my life all the time. It's just always available. I can check emails. I can text somebody. I can look something up. I can play Candy Crush. I can do all kinds of things all the time. So I have a story to tell you about one morning when uh, we were going out to the bus. It was with Garrett and Aaron. And one of them was driving. They drive out our lane to get the bus. And I came out of the house, and this is me. I'm checking emails. I'm replying to people. They're driving. We get out the lane. We're sitting at the bus stop. And I kind of, like, notice something out of the corner of my eye. And so I turn, and this is what I saw. So I walked out of my house, got in my car, drove out our lane. This is happening the whole time. I didn't see it. I'm, I'm here. And I kind of turned around, and I, this is literally what I did. I put down my phone, and I said, I, I talk out loud to myself sometimes, and I was like, put down your phone, Katrina, and notice God all around you. And I just sat and looked at it for a while, and I was like, wow. God, I, I can't believe I missed you. Like, I, 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 all this time, I've missed. This has been right here in front of me, and I didn't even see you. And I must confess then, then I picked up my phone and took a picture of it and put it on Facebook. 
have had this great picture for you to see if I didn't do that. (laughs) So it's something that God's really speaking to me about. And, you know, I use this example because for me, this is something that pulls me away from rest. But that might not be what it is for you. There may be other things that fill you to capacity, your mind, your activity, your schedule. What is it that your life is packed full of that you have no space to rest, to really enjoy God and his goodness? Maybe it's an obsession to have things perfect, just right, everywhere, all the time. Maybe it's a demanding job or incessant worry. Maybe it's serving others without boundary. Are there some things that we need to let go of to take a break from and trust that God's double portion will be enough for us? And for some of us, we might really be longing for this, this white space, this quietness, this rest. And so we're, we're doing things in our lives to experience that. And just like the Israelites, we may find ourselves resisting rest. This happens for me. Something comes up inside of me where I feel like I need to be doing. It's this unsettledness when I try to quiet. I think that this resistance comes because when we get quiet and rest, it then gives space for things to come to the top that we might not want to look at. Maybe it's hurt from our past. Maybe it's a broken relationship in our present. Maybe it's an addictive cycle that we just can't seem to get out of. I believe that this resistance is something we need to pay attention to because just like the indicator lights on your dashboard in your car come on, this resistance isn't bad in and of itself. It's just the light coming on saying, there's something going on underneath that I want you to look at. So you don't need to fight the resistance I say to God when I feel this, I'm like, I'm just really resisting getting quiet and resting, and I need your help. Jesus, I'm coming to you because you tell me that when I come to you, I will find rest. Sometimes that experience is long and very laboring, and it doesn't happen, and sometimes this wash of white space will come over me, and I just receive that gift. (laughs) Bonnie Gray says this in her book, quote, White space is not taking my white paint roller of forget and trying to wipe away anything and everything that hurts, worries me, and makes me sad. It's not smoothing out frazzled fragments of memories so nothing disturbs my peace or breaks my faith. Finding spiritual white space isn't about carving out an hour of time to escape the things that stress us. It's the opposite. 
It's getting away from everything that we do to distract ourselves from the hidden places in order to nurture our soul. It's getting away from the lie that spiritual rest is something that we have to work hard at in order to please God. Spiritual white space moves us away from making spiritual rest an activity of pleasing God, and instead it's about enjoying his comfort and pleasure. Spiritual rest is a journey of awakening our hearts to fully receive, end of quote. In Matthew 12, Jesus said that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Jesus himself is Sabbath. He invites us, just like he did his disciples, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So take some time to notice the sunrise. Take time to breathe. Give yourself permission to take a nap. Take time for doing things that bring life to your soul. Take time to remember that God can handle being God so we can rest. We don't need to be afraid to stop doing some of those things that we just can't seem to stop doing. Jesus will help us. God's double portion will take care of the to-do list and the work demands and the anxiety that can drive our busyness. Spiritual rest is not about us trying harder. It's actually about letting go. So I would just like to invite you like to pray together and I'd like you to invite you just to put your hands out in front of you and close your eyes just this posture of saying I let go I invite you to breathe in Breathe out. Lord, I am just so grateful for this incredible gift of Sabbath rest that you are offering to us. And I ask, Lord, that by your mighty hand and your powerful arm, that you would deliver us to rest. God, that you would empower us to let go. Lord, I pray over each person here today, Lord, that whatever it is that is keeping them from this beautiful gift of freedom and rest, God, as you highlight that for them, that you would give them everything they need to unwrap this gift of rest. I thank you, Lord, that you love us so much 
that every command you've given us is for life. It's for abundance. So do something new in us, Lord. Release us to your rest. Show us what it looks like. And then give us courage to step into it. I thank you, Jesus, that you are our Sabbath. You are our rest. It's your name that we pray. Amen.